0: This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pandorvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again on old Dan blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. We're looking at this study now on the blood redemption in the Old Testament, and we were looking there in our last study, how that the life is in the blood. And let's go back and read. We, were, we looked there in Leviticus 17, 11, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your soul, For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. So we see here that the value of life is a measure of the value of the blood. When we think of blood of Christ, its value cannot be estimated. It cannot. It cannot be known. It is not the blood in the veins of the sacrifice that is effective, but it's the blood upon the altar that maketh an atonement for the soul. The Bible nowhere teaches that salvation is by imitation, but only by, listen, only by the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ on the cross. Now let's turn back to Leviticus. I have a lengthy passage I want to read for you. It's uh, concerning what we're speaking of here in the fourth chapter of Leviticus. "If If a soul shall sin through ignorance against any of the commandments of the Lord... Concerning things which ought not to be done and shall do any, do against any of them, let him bring for his sin, which he has sinned, a young bullock without blemish unto the Lord for his sin offering. And he shall bring the bullock unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord and shall lay his hand upon the bullock's head and kill the bullock before the Lord. And the priest that is anointed shall take of the bullock's blood And bring it to the tabernacle of the congregation. And the priest shall dip his finger in the blood. And sprinkle the blood seven times before the Lord. Before the veil of the sanctuary. And the priest shall put some of the blood upon the horns of the altar. Of sweet incense before the Lord. Which is in the tabernacle of the congregation. And shall pour all of the blood of the bullock at the bottom of the altar of the burnt offering. Which is at the door of the tabernacle. Of the congregation. Even the whole bullock shall he carry forth without the camp unto a clean place where the ashes are poured out, and burn him upon the wood with fire where the ashes are poured out shall he be burnt. That's Leviticus 4 2, 7 and 12. Now, if you had your Bibles, you noticed I didn't read that whole portion. I gave you just selections from the fourth chapter, showing you about the sin offering, what God required the Jews to bring, and how to bring it. And what to do with it when he got there. Now let's notice this sin offering. Let's take a little time out here. And notice the sin offering. Which shows how a sinner is saved. The sin offering sets forth. And pictures the Lord. Jesus Christ as giving himself. An offering. And a sacrifice unto God. For men. That is for sinners. Just like you and I. Yes. In our study of the sin offering. Let's first notice that the sin offering as set forth here in this fourth chapter of Leviticus was for the sin of ignorance. If a soul shall sin through ignorance, let him bring for his sin, which he has sinned, a young bullock without blemish unto the Lord for a sin offering. Man is a sinner, whether he knows it or not. Is that ever dawned upon you, my friend, that you are a sinner? We all are. We come here into this world. We come into this life sinful. We do. We inherit that old sin. The average individual today sitting out there before your radio, uh, maybe you've never realized that you're a sinner. Now, for me to call you a sinner or to say that you're a sinner doesn't mean a thing in this world. Folks get mad with me and uh, tell me, Oh, you don't call me a sinner, Pastor. But, my friends, whether you know it or not, every sinner, every individual is a sinner in the sight of God. You may be a member of a church. You may be the pastor of a Bible or a Bible teacher, or you. Uh, but you've never faced the fact and acknowledged that you were born a sinner. Every individual knows that he does things that he should not do. Yes, that's right. Everyone knows there are things he should not do. There are none of us who have any sense at all, but we know that we do things we shouldn't do. But sin, now look, listen, listen, sin is deeper Than the deeds of any man. Now I want you to let that soak in. Sin is deeper than your deeds. Sin the deeds are sinful, but that's not the root of sin, my friend. Sin is not what a man does, but it's what a man is. Every individual is a sinner, not only by practice—that is, uh, because he sins, he commits—but he's a sinner by nature. In Romans 8.3, it is called a sin of the flesh or sin in the flesh. You and I were born a sinner. Man is not a sinner because he commits sin. He commits sin because he is a sinner. Because the root of sin, the nature of sin, is in him. Oh, I would that the Holy Spirit would fall in mighty convicting power all over our radio audits where this message is going, over these stations. Over a hundred stations at this time. And every listener, no matter whether a few or many, would be made to see and to recognize and to admit that you're just a sinner. You'd ask the old trailblazer, what are you, trailblazer? I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. Just an old sinner saved by grace, my friend. We sing that song here, uh, Saved by Grace. In Matthew 15, we find out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murderers, adulterers, fornication, fornications, theft, false witness, blasphemies. Then in Jeremiah 17, we find the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Someone has written that that word desperately means incurably wicked. It can only be cured by the blood, cleansing of the blood, my friend. I think of that oftentimes uh, in in studying and meditating and realizing who we are and what what we are by nature. And what, we, what our problem is, we need to be cleansed, my friend. We are filthy and vile and wretched and miserable in the sight of God, and we need to be cleansed. Listen, desperately wicked, and who can know it? Then in Jeremiah 17:10 we see, we find, "I the Lord search the heart. Every man is a sinner by nature. Romans 3:12, which we've read to you in the beginning of these studies. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Isaiah 64, 6 says, But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags or mistress rags. Again in Isaiah 1, 5, The whole head is sick, the whole heart is faint. From the sole of the foot, even unto the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. So you see, my friend, this is God's picture of any man and every man because every one of us are sinners by nature. I wish we could see that thing, my friend. The vast majority of our church members have never seen. The vast majority of our preachers have never seen. Oh, no. You, look, you may look in the Bible and say the Bible teaches it, but that doesn't mean a thing in the world. You have never come to know it. Oh, it has never become experimental uh, that you're a sinner. Now, let's go back and get this picture of a sinner. In Revelation 3.17, you will find these words. Now, I want you to listen, please. And knowest not... He's speaking to you here, my friend. He's speaking to the old trailblazer. Speaking to you. And knowest not that thou art wretched, miserable, poor, blind, naked. Then in Luke 14... God gives us a further picture of his of the depraved sinner when he said, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in thither, hither the poor, the bankrupt, the maimed, those who cannot help themselves, and the halt, and the blind. This is the condition of every man spiritually. We're talking here about the sin of ignorance. Every individual is ignorant of the fact that he's a sinner by nature. And he's not conscious of the fact that he's a sinner by nature unless the Holy Spirit. Oh, my friend, unless the Holy Spirit shows him what he is, reveals to him what he is. I've often told you that the heart, the human, is like I call it. I've seen, made an impression upon me up there in the mountains in Tennessee where they have those old tobacco farms that's gone out of business, and the old red barns are up there, and they used to put on top of them Sea, Rick, sea Rock City, and I, I can imagine they're being shut up for many years, and a young couple goes there and buys that property and uh, gets some laborers out there and opens up that old barn, and on a good, sunshiny morning, start taking those wind boards off of those windows and doors, and there's a light, Begin to pour into those rooms, been shut up all those years, the, the bugs and the scorpions and the snakes and the spiders and the critters and the possums, the, they all begin to scatter because the sunlight is shining in and they love darkness. Man loves darkness rather than light because his deeds are evil. Can you see that picture, my friend, of a man's heart? And then when the Lord by the Holy Spirit comes there, He lets that sinner see. Oh, once the Holy Spirit opens that heart, throws back that skylight, and lets you see it, you won't never forget it. I wish that you would, uh, the Lord would do that at this time. Man is fallen by nature. He's a fallen creature, a sinner, totally depraved, and yet doesn't know it. Oh, we're gonna, let's just take a moment out there and before we go into our next subject. Let's just, Let's, let me just stop and ask you. The old trailblazer is just trying to be honest with you folks. I, I, know what, I know how the Lord saves a sinner. He comes there, broods over that sinner. Holy Spirit takes the light of the gospel, shines it into that heart, exposes all of the wickedness that's there and all of the critters that's there, the scorpions and snakes and bugs and spiders, just like that old barn. And he lets you see that you're hateful towards God, enmity towards God, bitter towards God, have no love for the Lord. That's what the natural heart is, my friend. Oh, it may be covered up with a docile spirit. It may be religious to the core, may be socially fit. But my friend, you you let the Lord cross that wheel. You let me step on a toe out there somewhere, and I'll hear from folks. Oh, don't call me no sinner. I've been a church member for 75 years. I've been a. No, none of that makes any difference, my friend. Are you washed in the blood? Old man, are you washed in the blood? Old lady, are you washed in the blood? Old trucker, are you washed in the blood? Old farmer out there in the highway somewhere riding your tractor, are you washed in the blood? Can you say it? Can you look up at night and say, thank you, Lord, for saving this old wretch? Oh, my friend, don't. Are you think so much of yourself? No, you have nothing that the Lord will have. You have nothing that will commend you unto God. All you have is a sin, my friend, a life of sin, and the Lord takes that away by washing washing it away with the blood. It's the blood. It, as uh, Brother Roloff said, the blood goes deeper than that stain. That stain is permeated to the bone, and it takes the blood. Oh, my friend, water won't wash it away. Old Pilate, he sent for a bowl of water and wash his hand with it. He said, I have nothing to do with this just man. Well, that water didn't wash away. No, sir, that water never washed away his sin. Someone has written that he went to hell as a raving maniac because his conscience was so upset about uh, con- uh, condemning the Son of God and turning old Barabbas loose, my friend. That's what you and I would do if we'd have been there. Don't make fun or don't criticize old Pilate we just like him. We'd been done the same thing. We'd been there. But this is the old trailblazer, Pastor Pendarvis, coming to the close of another week. And I wish you would help me with this broadcast, if you would. Help me get out the gospel, my friend. We're going out day by day here at Radio Missions with the Voice of Truth broadcast, with the old trailblazer, publishing God's word and booklets as we can, and sending them out. And, and being true to the souls of men, my friend, that's all I want to do is be true to your soul, tell you how God saves a sinner. And I wish you would look at my website there, at radiomissions.org. And then remember my mailing address, Radio Missions Post Office Box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my, my phone number, area code 225-664-8658. Goodbye, and God bless you.